Welcome back, everybody, to another broadcast. I am your host, Rob Goodwin. And if you're watching on my YouTube channel, then welcome back. It's been a while. And if you're listening to the audio version of this on my Ketogenic Bodybuilding Podcast, welcome back. Love my podcast listeners. You guys are awesome. So whichever format you're watching me or listening to me on, I appreciate you being here. If you're doing the YouTube thing, you know the drill. I'd really appreciate it. If you would hit that red subscribe button, hit the notification bell, hit the little thumbs up if you like the video, shit, even if you don't like the video, just do me a favor, will you? Be nice. Let's uh, let's pay it forward and spread some good karma today and hit that thumbs up, leave a comment if you like, because you know what this does. That helps push those YouTube algorithms. So people out there who are interested in this style of content, who listen to and watch things like this might be directed to what we're doing and we can kind of spread the love and, and get our message out there. And I think it's a good message these days to be pushing. And this all kind of ties together. Um, it's been a couple of weeks, as I said, since I've been on and the last time that I was on both on YouTube and the podcast, I did a fantastic interview, uh, if I must say so myself. And, you know, the funny thing is, is when I do these things, you know, I've done a couple of interviews now. And when you're doing that interview, you're so kind of focused on, you know, am I getting the right questions in what's coming up next? Make sure you listen to what he's saying. You got really is like a thousand things going on in your head at the moment. So you really don't even remember it. You know, I just remember enjoying the shit out of it. Uh, and then, you know, when I listened back to it, I thought, you know, this is actually, you know, maybe I'm crazy, but this, this is important. This was kind of a seminal moment in my career. And it's kind of a little mile marker in my career because where I'm at right now, I've kind of, you know, I've kind of evolved into this guy in the low carb keto hard training movement that has been kind of turned into sort of a consumer advocate. And Dr. Naaman and I, in the video interview that I did, and I'll put the link up here, you know how they do. And if you haven't seen it, so check that out. It's a really good interview. But uh, what we did in that video, once things got rolling is we just started knocking down a lot of those myths and misconceptions in the keto, low carb, primal, paleo, carnivore, you know, even training world, we're knocking them over like dominoes. And we just got in this flow and listening back to them, thought this is actually kind of freaking important. And I know that it's an interview that I'm going to be able to use down the road over and over again for people who are coming into this world who may have come in, you know, maybe being pulled in by, by nefarious sources who have fed them a lot of bullshit and, you know, we're going down that road of the of the keto zealots and the the keto orthodoxy, the one size fits all, and my aware the highway highway mentality, which is, you know, is very flawed and definitely not the way you want to approach it because they're in this world in fitness and nutrition there can be many paths to one goal, and we want to try to uncover the most efficient path to getting you to that goal as quickly and efficiently as possible without throwing a wrench in the works. So I think we talked a lot about that. And that is a good segue into what I want to talk about today. And that's uh, with the whole fitness and nutrition industry, really zeroing in on the influencers, the social media influencers um, that have really sort of, that's kind of where the bodybuilding, uh, the fitness, the diet, nutrition, supplementation world has really shifted all towards social media, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Facebook, whatever. And I, I do it myself. Obviously I'm right here. You're listening to me talk about it, 
But uh, in this world of social media, you can use your powers for good or you can use your powers for evil. And so much of it out there right now is driven by profits and half of the Instagram influencers and TikTok influencers you watch now in the health and fitness community are just shirtless 26 year olds that are really just trying to ultimately get you to punch in their coupon code for the latest fat burner or pre-workout crack that uh, they want you to buy so they can get a kickback from their company that's sponsoring them. And that's how they make their fucking Porsche payment. So um, full disclosure, I do not own a Porsche. Um, I have a 98 Jeep Wrangler. I would tell you that I have that because it's cool and classic and retro, but truth be told, it's because I bought it in 1998 and I still have it because it still runs. Anyway, um, so I want to talk a little bit about today about that world and uh, the dangers of some of the horseshit that's out there. And uh, it really kind of kicked off very, very well uh, with the conversation that I had with Dr. Ted Naiman. So in the fitness and nutrition world, uh, the way that it's all sort of come to this medium of social media, it's, it's kind of now the industry is kind of in its, it, it was, what's the phrase? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And, uh, you know, social media is can either, you can use your powers for good or evil in that medium. And, you know, there's a lot of focus and attention right now. If you've been paying attention, there's a lot of, you know, bodybuilders, young athletes, not just bodybuilders, but, but athletes of all levels, young football players and soccer players and track and field athletes and tennis players just dropping dead. And, you know, so many, so much emphasis, especially in the bodybuilding world has been put on some of these top pros recently who have died of, of, you know, various different reasons. And it's been very sad and very shocking development. Uh, this is not the video where I want to talk about that specifically. There are plenty of people out there doing that, but uh, I think it's a good it's a good thing to mention that and let that segue into that a lot of the information that's being pushed out there is not healthy. And in fact, it can be downright dangerous. Bodybuilding. Let's start there. Competitive bodybuilding. Now, for years, I have said this. Dr. Ted Naiman said it too. And it's something I've been saying for 30 years. If you have a goal of achieving your best possible genetic physique that you possibly can of a lean, muscular, high-performing, harder-to-kill, chiseled, ripped, muscular, look-good-naked body, then you are a bodybuilder. You're building your body. You're taking steps with resistance training and cardiovascular activity and the way you're looking and planning your nutrition, the way you're looking at and planning your supplementation, the way you're looking at planning your recovery and what you're choosing maybe not to do because it may hamper your ability to be the best genetic version of yourself, then you are a bodybuilder. So there are bodybuilders, which is everybody out there watching this, in my opinion, and there are competitive bodybuilders. And those are the people that are, have a goal of standing on a stage in a sanctioned event and competing against others to win a trophy or a medal or a prize. And then if you do well enough in that level, then you become a pro. And then once you become a pro, you're like any other pro athlete, you now compete for money and then you get sponsors and that becomes a lucrative thing. And now with the social media platforms is you can make a pretty, a pretty extensive paycheck from those mediums as well. These people that have, 
you know, a hundred thousand followers or a million followers or whatever, they're getting kickbacks on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok, and they're making money. They're influencers that are getting paid and they'll do anything to increase those likes and follows and subscribers because they know it equals a paycheck. And then people gravitate toward them that have a product to sell and sponsor them and give them free shit. And they give them money so you can put a coupon code up to direct other people to buy more of their shit. And most of their shit is just, well, shit. Uh, so don't be fooled by that. And hey, I take a lot of supplements. I'm getting off on a little side rant here, but I take a lot of supplements, but I'll be the first one to freaking tell you of all the things that are involved in getting you the results that you're looking for, supplementation at best, at best is going to cover three to 5% at best. And for most of us, probably less than that, unless you're doing everything else absolutely perfect. Supplementation may not be that big of a deal. But anyway, back to bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is about extremes. And do we want to know, you know, basically here's the, here's the deal. Competitive bodybuilding is not healthy. It's not. I've done it for years. There's nothing healthy about it at certain periods of time. And I'm going to talk about what those times are. Like I said, there's different levels. If you're a pro bodybuilder at the highest level, it might not be a stretch to say nothing about that lifestyle is healthy because why what's the glaring number one reason steroids fucking kill you you get it they fucking will kill you they'll kill you thank you seth ferrosi so there's the 800 pound grill in the room that's one of the reasons of course when you add that into the mix on top of an extremely extreme lifestyle, bodybuilding is about extremes. It's about, you know, it's, there are no rules. It's about doing whatever it takes to achieve the most incredibly ripped, lean, jaw dropping freak show physique that you possibly can on a certain day at a certain time in order to compete and hopefully win an award, win a trophy. And then when you get to a higher level, you're going to make money. You're going to get fame. People are going to sponsor you. Supplement companies and apparel companies are going to throw money at you. And it, you know, anywhere that these things are at play, there is going to be a lot of bullshit behind the scenes driving it. So no bodybuilding at the highest level. I don't think there's anything healthy about that, but everybody knows the risks involved and they're willing to take that risk. Just like many other professional athletes do. You're going to tell me that, the NFL running back that you cheer on, who's a freak of nature, who maybe is starting to age a little bit and knows there's a hot rookie that's just being drafted, that's going to be vying for their job. And if they take that job, then you're now going to lose a multi-million dollar contract. You don't think that they're putting some sort of performance enhancing drug into their body to be at their top level? Of course they are. You know, I, was, I dabbled in the sport of cycling for a while. Got to hang out with some pro cyclists, followed the sport. Listen. Some of the stuff that those guys are doing would make a pro bodybuilder blush and say, holy shit, dude, whoa, back off. That's freaking extreme, truly. And these skinny little cyclists are doing some of the craziest freak show shit you've ever seen. I digress. Bodybuilding is about extremes. And even at the level that I did it, which was not at the pro level, which not was not at the extreme level, it was still in the NPC, which I'm extremely proud of because the NPC is sort of the minor league of the pros. So it's still very, very competitive. 
but you do not have to be a sauce to the gills monster in order to do an NPC show, especially in the master's division. When I did it, I started competing when I was in my forties. So, you know, even though I'm very proud of the fact that I did win my class in the heavyweight open division against people half my age, I can tell you right now, the reason that I did win those shows was purely because of work ethic and conditioning, because I have a work ethic mindset of somebody who's lived a lot of life and I know, no, nothing's going to be handed to me and no one's coming to save me. And I knew I had to put in more fucking work than anybody in order to have any sort of an edge to be able to win. And it paid off for me. But I know to go at the next level, I would have had to do things that go against my belief system. And I would have to take a huge hit against my health. And I refuse to do that. So for me right now, especially, and especially just in this time in my life moving forward, Health is a top priority. And I'm here to tell you there's nothing healthy about the last six to 10 to 12 weeks of a bodybuilding prep, even if you're 100% natural. There's nothing healthy about that. There's a famous uh, natural pro bodybuilder that just, um, there's a piece on the website, Generation Iron, where he talked about the dangers, the outright dangers of a competition lifestyle, even in the natural ranks. None of us are immune to it. I have taken dozens of competitors to the stage, 100% natural, some in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And I let them know, listen, for a short period of time, this is not about your health. This is about going to an extreme place in order for you to be your very, very best in order to impress a judge that wants to see you as an absolute fucking freak. They understood the risk. They agreed. They did it. And then we sort of systematically, intelligently pull them out of that you know, that, that place, that state that they're in after the show is over and bring them back to a point where they can focus on their health, get their hormones back and all these things. These Instagram bodybuilders, these Instagram influencers, these 26 year olds that do videos with their fucking shirts off, do me a favor, Blair, put your fucking shirt back on. All right. If you can't give me good, solid information with at least a tank top on, then I really don't want to watch you because I'm tired of watching your fucking nipples and pecs ripple as you're trying to give me some information. I've already discounted you 10 seconds into the video. Okay. And there, and Monica, you know, you don't have to show me your ass doing a Romanian deadlift in your hot pants in order for me to, you know, lend you some credibility in, for, in the information that you're going to give to me. Just tell me straight. I'm a pretty smart guy. I'll know within the first few seconds, if you're feeding me a line of bullshit to offer me a coupon code to buy your fat burner. Okay. So be very weary of these people who are pushing an agenda and ask yourself some logical questions when you're watching this horse shit. Are they just trying to get you to push a follow and a like button and use a coupon code? Or are they truly concerned about your health, well-being, and longevity? If any of these people try to convince you at any point that being 6% body fat guys and being 11% body fat ladies year round is a healthy, achievable thing, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn that I'd like to sell you. Good price too. It's horse shit. It is horse shit. Let me go ahead and tell you. Living stage lean, photo shoot lean, goal on this date after a hard cut for 12 weeks lean is nothing that you want to try to sustain year around. It is dangerous and it is unhealthy. Do not live in that world because you're being lied to. And if you do want to get to that certain level for a time or two throughout the year, 
you do want to compete. And I think you should, I do not re even the, the, the toll that competing at certain times of the year took on my body. It beat the piss out of me. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm glad that I went through that experience. I'm glad I have those trophies. I'm glad I stood on that stage. I'm glad I met those people and made those friends and became part of that culture and became part of a world that only uh, like 1% of the population will ever be a part of. I'm very proud of that and would never change a thing. Now, maybe it's time for me to really start focusing a little bit more on my health and longevity. And here's the thing. None of this shit is easy. If your goal is to be the most badass version of yourself, not only aesthetically, but also from a health standpoint, like blood work shit, that might be the most difficult, unattainable thing that there is to have it at all levels. And let me go ahead and tell you that's something that I intend to do until I can no longer do it. I want to be the most badass mother, you know what? at 80 that anybody's ever seen. That's just always been my mindset. My mindset has always been about extremes, take it to the extreme. But I know now at 53 years old, going on 54, that I really have to put a lot of effort into being healthy. And let me go ahead and tell you, having not only low body fat and keeping as much muscle mass as possible and having that aesthetic look that I want, and not only, not only that, but having great cardiovascular health, having great metabolic health to not only be able to go you know, perform tasks without getting winded. You know, there was a point back, you know, during a gain phase of a bodybuilding prep, when I would get winded going up the staircase, you do different things for different things. And now when the focus is, you know, moving into more health and longevity and being the absolute best version symmetrically in balance at my age that I possibly can, I'm not 27 anymore, even though I try to act like I am. I feel like I am. Sometimes I have to remind myself of my age because I do not operate like a typical 53-year-old man. And that's sad because all 53-year-old men can do exactly what I do. You just don't have the dedication and the drive to do it. So we got to figure that shit out too. That's a whole nother podcast. So if anybody in this Instagram, TikTok, YouTube world is trying to convince you that walking around shredded and vascular and veiny and separated with eight-pack abs is healthy, they're lying to you. It's not healthy. What happens, you know, when you go into a deep cut, you know, deep cutting for 10, uh, for that sub 10% guys, or that maybe that sub 14% ladies, it's hard on the body and it's hard on the mind the, 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 the psychology of that kind of dieting, you know, ask anybody who is properly going through a super hard cut to get to that 5% body fat level, 6% body fat. There's nothing fun about it. It's brutal. It's agonizing. It's torture. It's suffering for uh, several weeks at that stage. So you have to understand it's going to be the hardest thing you ever engage in. Is it healthy? No. When you get to that level, hormone levels drop. If you stay at super low levels of body fat for too long, your testosterone will go down. Your production of growth hormone will go down. Your libido will go down. You want that? Your performance in the gym will go down. Your performance mowing the fucking lawn will go down. Everything that you do will go down. Nutrition, really, a good barometer or gauge of whether your diet is on point is if it fuels and powers your performance. That's a good gauge. Because ask any bodybuilder who's taken it to the levels that they should 
in a cut, they're going to tell you that those last several weeks in the gym sucked. Those last several weeks doing anything sucked. And they, all they want to do is curl up in a ball and a styrofoam cooler lids looked appetizing to them. It's not a healthy place to be. You have a weakened immune system. You have much higher cortisol levels, the stress hormone that shuts everything the hell down. When I did my Charlotte show in 2021 that I won, I did it my way and it was hard. It was suffering. I got down to super low levels of body fat, but I won both my classes and it was a fantastic experience. When I took it to an even deeper level that I should never have done for nationals, it was the sickest I've ever been in my life. I felt like grim death. My body literally was shutting down and I could feel it. And all I wanted to do was walk away from that experience and where that was taking me. And thank God I learned from that. And I will never go to that place again, because there's a place, there's a line you should never cross. So all of these negative side effects of uh, hardcore cutting all the time, always being in a protein sparing modified fast, always being in a cut, it is always going to have major diminishing returns. So, you know, what's a healthy body fat level? Guys, 10 to 14%. You can sustain that year round and you'll still have some abdominal definition. You'll have some muscle separation. You look fit, you look healthy, and you will be able to take on anything that comes at you at that point. Anything in life, any challenge, you should be able to navigate that at that level. Because when you, when those calories are crashed all the time, you're not going to be able to build muscle anymore. Your performance in the gym is going to suck. Your health is going to decline. Your hormone levels are going to drop. Your sleep and recovery is going to be shut off. Cortisol is going to be through the roof. And more than likely, if you don't know how to properly do this and pull out properly, you can even develop an eating disorder. So all these things just keep, you know, compounding. So that's why you need to put an emphasis on your health. This is why I do cardio year round. This is why I put an emphasis on that. Listen, if some meathead bro science asshole told you that doing cardio is going to strip you of all your muscle, he is lying to you. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. There is an example of a shitty trainer if that's what he's doing for a living or if that's what she's doing for a living. Okay. If you want to be in the best shape of your life, there is a synergy you need to kill yourself in the gym intelligently. You need to do your cardiovascular activity. You need to throw in a little bit of metal, metabolic training here and there. You need to get proper rest and recovery. You need to keep cortisol levels down. You need to really focus on your hormonal production and balance to generate the things within your body that are going to contribute to being the best specimen that you can possibly be. Muscle growth, muscle retention, staving away sar sarcopenia, cardiovascular health, good blood work, good blood markers healthy levels of everything, testosterone, growth hormone, ladies, estrogen balance with testosterone, all these things are critical. And none of it's going to happen in a prolonged deep cut. Bodybuilding will kill you if you take it to extremes and then extend that length into extremes. Too much of anything is bad. It really is. Okay. So that's the point I wanted to get across to me today. Coming off of the heels of the, of the interview that I did with Naaman, we were knocking down some of these dominoes and talking about some of the bullshit in the industry. I felt it was important to take that just a step further and make you understand that, you know, we talk about Dr. Naaman 
did a wonderful thing after we stopped recording and we were just, we just chit chatted for like 30 minutes and it was really cool. We had a great conversation. We talked about where we lived. We talked about our family, the fact that we both have a 14 year old daughter. We talked about, you know, coming up in the industry and training and what he does as a doctor and what I do. We talked about maybe training together sometime and, and visiting and whatever. And we were talking, we ended up going into a conversation about, you know, he was bringing up some certain, you know, examples of some of the hardcore zealots in the ancestral health ketogenic world specifically. And he said something to me, he gave me a compliment that I truly appreciate. And Ted, if you're watching, thank you. And essentially he said this, he said, Rob, you know what? You are the antidote to the keto orthodoxy. And I literally stopped and I'm like, um, wow, antidote, cool word. I'd never really thought of that. I thought of it that way. And I took a mental note right at that moment. I'm like, you need to write that down. And it's sort of become a mantra. And it's from Dr. Naaman. And I appreciate that. So if somebody at his level of esteem in the industry looks at me as being the antidote to the keto orthodoxy that may be steering, steering people down a wrong path, and it's my obligation to keep moving forward in that manner. Hence today's video. A little bit of shock value. Yes, bodybuilding at the extreme level can kill you. Being staying too lean too long will fuck you up. I don't talk about, and I haven't admittedly talked about the health aspect of this lifestyle like I should, because we are in an industry that really has pulled away from health and fitness. And it's all just become about fitness, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to be at the most extreme level and then try to sustain that and then try to trick others into thinking that everybody can do this. It's easy and works like magic in minutes a day. If you do my program, my plan, take my supplements, take this fat burner, take this pre-workout. Listen, there's no miracles to this. The overall percentage of what it takes to be successful is just hard fucking work, consistency, determination, and pain. A good pain in the pain in the gym, the pain when you're, you know, rucking up a, a, a stadium staircase with the 60 pound rucksack on your back. Yes, I do that. I have always lived in extremes. I like extreme music. I like extreme sports. I like the extreme nature of the hardcore gym experience. Whatever I'm doing, there was a period of time where I got into cycling. I said, what sucks in this sport? And somebody said, hey, there's a 102 mile race, you know, in a couple of months, it's horrible. And I said, sign me up. And it was horrible. But I'm, I gravitate toward extremes. But you have to be careful. You don't want to get to an extreme that takes you the other direction and pulls you down to a place that is, you know, contributing to the decline in your health and longevity and performance. I have an obligation to be around for my wife and for my children and my grandson and the people that put their faith and trust in me as a coach, which is one of the most important things that I will ever do. So these are the things I want you to keep in mind. A shorter broadcast today, but one I wanted to really drive home and let you think about a little bit. And we'll be expanding on this topic in the coming weeks on this channel and in my podcast. So 
Think about those things. Obviously, you can contact me if you need anything. And guess what? If I haven't mentioned it already, I am a coach and I love being a coach. I make no apologies for the fact that I coach for a living because I love it. Many, many years ago, the first gym that I walked into, I walked up to the owner and said, I will mop the floors. Just give me a job. Give me an opportunity. Let me show you that I have a passion for this, and that this is what I want to do. And that's where it started. I would be honored to be your coach. If you have an interest in coaching, go to robgoodwin.com. All the information is there. If you're not sure about something, shoot me an email, send me a message, and I'll be happy to answer any questions you have. If you want something really cool for almost no money, try my In the Trenches membership. It's every workout that I do. It's seven bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. And I think you're going to like these kick-ass workouts. It's literally the ones that I do, the ones that I believe in. Are they easy? No. Buckle up. They're hard, but they're worth it and they're fun and they're cool. And I'd love to have you on board. So. I'll end it there and I'll end it like I always do. Regardless of anything else, diet harder than anyone else, train harder than anyone else, recover harder than everyone else, be the absolute best version that you can possibly be every single day because nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's going to throw you a lifeline. It is on you and you alone. The government doesn't care about your health. The pharmaceutical industry is just a legal cartel profiting off your disease. You have to take control. You have to be the one in charge. Do whatever it takes to take your body, your fitness, your mind, your spirit to the very next level. And you make the decision to wake up every fucking day and do it. Is that too heavy? <laughs> Sorry, I live in a world of extremes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in one more time. I hope you made it all the way through this diatribe. And uh, like, again, like I said, hit the subscribe button till next time. The simple version is train hard, diet harder, and have an absolutely fantastic day. Now let's go after it.